Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. So if you have your Bible, why don't you hop right into 2 Chronicles 33, 12 through 14. And if you don't, it'll be on the screens as well. But this is what the Bible says. And and let me give you a little bit of context real quick. King Manasseh had already done all of these wicked things. He was king at the age of 12, and he reigned for 55 years, the Bible says. And he was known for bringing in false idols and worshiping them. He did everything God told him not to do. And we see at the end of his life, after all these wicked things, he turns back to God. And this is what he says. He says, but while in deep distress, Manasseh sought the Lord, his God, and sincerely humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. You see, Manasseh came from a lineage of kings. He, he chose to worship false gods, but in his lineage went all the way back to King David. God's chosen people. He was the king of Judah. And at the end of his life, we see him turning back to the one true God. And this is what he says. And when he prayed to the Lord, the Lord listened to him and was moved by his request. So the Lord brought Manasseh back to Jerusalem and to the kingdom, into his kingdom. Then Manasseh finally realized that the Lord alone is God. There's so much in that. There's so much, I feel like, redemption. And, and if, if, if we can be honest, maybe you and I could look at Manasseh and say, hey, God, I don't know if I would turn my heart towards this guy. This guy really drove in everything that you told him not to do. And yet you turn your heart to him. You see, God is a redeeming God. And tonight we're going to be talking from the title, A King to Redeem. A king to redeem. You can have a seat, and we're going to go ahead and pray over the service. If you would, can you pray with me? God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word will not fall on deaf ears, Father, but we thank you that tonight we will leave better than we walked in. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Teach us something new, God. Transform us from the inside out. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it will never fall void. In the name of of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. Well, we see King Manasseh and his, his father, King Hezekiah, was actually, we, we spoke about it a few Sundays ago, and King Hezekiah was known as the wonderful king. We see his father being someone who left a trail, a perfect blueprint of what to do, but we, he, we see that he takes the, the reign at such a young age, and he does everything his father prevented. King Hezekiah actually is the one who sent out the, the, the idols and the false, the false idols that the, the people were worshiping. And then when King Manasseh, his son, takes the reign of the kingdom, he brings all of these evil idols back in and begins to worship them. And we see for 55 years, the longest reigning king, he does wickedness throughout the entire time. Now, why would God redeem a man like Manasseh? We see that God is just, God is fair, but God knew the heart 
of Manasseh. And, you know, if we're being honest, like, we, we saw the Grammys, right? Like, that was an evil thing. But imagine something like that taking place for 55 years. That would be as if he was the king since 1968, and he was controlling this nation. And yet towards the end of his life, we see him come to grips that he had not made the right decisions, and he was choosing to follow the wrong gods. But you see, if, 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 if we're being honest, and, and if I'm being honest, I believe there's a little King Manasseh in all of us. There's something about the human innate nature that says we want to do the wrong thing, that we want to maybe worship a false god. Whether you realize it or not, I love what Pastor Bobby said last Sunday. We, we may not worship the same pagan gods they did. They just changed names. So we see we may not be worshiping a pagan god in a temple, but we may be worshiping a spirit that comes in a bottle. We may not be worshiping a pagan spirit in a temple, but we may not be able to put our phone down at night and begin to pray or worship God. You see, what pagan god, what, what, what gods or idols are you and I dealing with that we're not able to put down and pick up the word of God? You see, I feel like we can learn something from the story of Manasseh. But in Manasseh's life, we see that God heard his request. And I, I can't help but read this scripture and wonder, why would God, like, I, maybe it's just me. But I'm like, God, why would you listen to this wicked man? And if you read, I want to encourage you, don't, don't just hear this story here at church. Go back and read it and, and learn, listen for yourself. It's a cra- he was a wicked man. The Bible says he sacrificed his own children and burnt them. He cut the prophet Isaiah in half. This man was a wicked man. And yet at the end of his life, the Bible says God turned his heart toward him. And I began to question, I was like, God, why? Why would you turn your heart toward him? And I read in the scripture, and this is what he says. He says, and when he prayed, the Lord listened to him, and he was moved. But he was humble. You see, Manasseh, he approached God with humility. He didn't approach him saying, God, I, I know I've been doing wrong, and I, I, I realize I've been doing wrong, and it's, it's, it's just the, my innate nature. It's who I am. I can't help it. I, I, I just, just please forgive me. You see, he approached God with humility, remembering the promise that God had left his ancestors. He remembered the God of David was his God, and he was in the same lineage. He approached his throne with humility. And I love what God, it, it really just the, the, the evilness and the, the, the imperfection of Manasseh really just points to how good God is. Because it says, it says in Scripture in Jeremiah thirty three seventeen that David will have a descendant sitting on the throne forever. So we see that Manasseh is in the lineage of David, and he's sitting on the throne as king, and he is taken out. They overrule him. He is taken out, and they're about to take him out. 
This is when we see him approaching God. He is done. They have taken him out. They have him hooked by the nose, and they're dragging him for hundreds of miles and making him realize that, dude, we, we got you. We're kicking you out. You're not the king. And this is when he turns to God, and he said, God, remember the promises you made to my ancestors. And he did it with humility. You see, you and I serve a God whose promises are yes and amen. Regardless of our imperfection, regardless of our sin nature, regardless of the idols that we serve. But here's the thing. We have to kick out those idols. You see, my first point tonight is... Sorry. I'm, a, I, I'm not going to lie. I'll be honest for a second. I know it's a powerful moment, but I, I really believe I was trying to create this, this message, and I was like, God, I want you to flow. I feel like God was changing the whole thing as I was going. He says, let me speak through you. And my first point is actually my, my, was my last point, so that's why it's all over the place, but I believe God's going to speak. And this is the first point. God prunes humanity through the process of humility. Now, I don't know if you know about this word prune, but when we, when, if you're maybe you're a gardener or you have a trees, if you have trees or stuff like that, pruning is actually a process of growth. And pruning is actually a process of shrinkage. And when we look at people who have trees and gardens, they actually prune back their, their trees and their gardens in seasons where they want them to flourish. So in the same way, we look at us and we look at each other and we're like, God is saying, in humility, you will grow. When you shrink back, you will be raised up. I oppose the proud, but I raise the humble. So if you and I want to see ourselves not even not elevated in this world, but if we want to be used by God, we have to approach him with a humble heart. And that's what we see. That's one thing we can learn from this wicked king, Manasseh. He approached God with a humble heart. How much more would he do for us? You see, pruning back, if you don't prune a tree, it will actually never grow to its fullest potential. If you, don't, if you want to see a plant fully flourish and you just let it grow without pruning it, it won't reach its fullest potential. You actually have to cut it back in order to see it grow to its fullest potential over time. And I believe it's the same for you and I. God is saying, I want to raise a generation who is humble in heart. I want to raise a generation who seeks me with humility. I want to raise a generation who is able to be humble. You see, the second thing that Manasseh did was he reminded God of his promises. He reminded God that he had promised a lineage for David to be on the throne. You see, you and I can look at this from a different scope. God gave us a promise, but we have a different promise. We have a promise that through Jesus, we can, re- we can receive salvation and eternal life through the blood of the Lamb. We have a promise that long life, He will satisfy us. We have a promise that by His stripes, we are healed. We have a promise through Jesus, and it's completely different. 
You see, you and I need to remind God of his promises, but more so, I believe we need to remind ourselves the promises and the faithfulness of our God. You see, my next point is this. Redemption is provided when the promise is remembered. Redemption is provided when the promise is remembered. You know, Manasseh had every reason to not go back to what God had called him to do. Manasseh was sold out for this life. Manasseh was all in, 55 years reigning as a wicked king, and yet he chose to go back to the heart of of the God that promised his lineage to be on the throne forever. You see, God, when he promises something, his promises are yes and amen. We see that God is a faithful God even through the wickedness of of his people. In the wickedness of King Manasseh, we see him turn his life around. And actually Manasseh, after he turns his heart towards God, God actually redeems him. He goes back to the temple and he restores the temple back to God. God is a redeemer. God is a restorer. God's promises are yes and amen. Amen? The scripture says, But while in deep distress, Manasseh sought the Lord his God sincerely with a humble heart, and God remembered the promise. How many promises are in here tonight? And you have, you've been giving up on them because you, you think you've gone too far. How many promises has, has God made? And we think because of our imperfection, because of our imperfection and our sinful nature, that God will not provide the promises that he gave us. You see, God's promises are much bigger than us. God's promises are much bigger than what we think he's going to do for ourselves. God wants to do amazing things in us so he can do something through us. God wants you to start that business so you can be a blessing in this community. God wants to start something in you so he can be fruitful through you. You see, God is a faithful God. The Bible says the Lord mocks the mockers, but he is gracious to the humble. Manasseh went back to his roots and he remembered what the Lord said about his humility. You see, if we can take anything from this story of this wicked king, I think we need to remember that God's promises are yes and amen. I think it's the prophetess Cece Winans who said, if you said it, I believe it. If you said it, It is done. We need to remember that we have a God who we serve is faithful. We have a God who we serve who doesn't need our perfect perfect, uh, behavior and our our, our behavior modification. He needs a heart transformation. You see, God wants a faithful servant to say, God, you can use me to do whatever you want. I want to be submitted to you. I want to be submitted to your plan. I want to be submitted to your church. I want to be submitted to your kingdom. I want to be submitted. You see, God is a faithful God. But how many of us are like Manasseh and we're sitting distracted? How many of us are allowing these things that are 
temporary to satisfy our mind for entertainment to take us away from an eternal God. You see, we find ourselves just like Manasseh, but we have the redemption at the end. I love how Manasseh, his entire life, walked around as a, I don't, actually, I don't love this, but he walked around as a wicked king. He wasn't just a wicked man. We got to understand, he was a wicked king. He was a king over the, king, the, uh, the nation of Judah. He was a king who led people to serve false gods and false idols. He led God's nation into following false pagan gods. And yet we see a God who has seen him do wicked things against what he told him to do. See a humble heart and turn it back to him and use it for good. How far have you gone? You feel like you've gone too far? Look at Manasseh. You feel like you've made too many mistakes? Look at Manasseh. You feel like God still can't use you? Look at Manasseh. God can use anyone, but he wants people who are willing to answer the call. God wants us to have a humble heart. You see, God is a God who will not lie. God is a God who is faithful and just to complete every good work he started. So if you're still waiting on that relationship, I got good news for you. God is faithful. If you're still waiting for that ministry to start, God is faithful. If you're still waiting for that child and you haven't seen anything, God is faithful. I've seen it in my own life. You know, like, unlike Manasseh, I didn't grow up with a, a lineage of kings or people who followed God. I grew up and my parents actually were in ministry and hell tried to tear them apart. At nine years old, I saw my father and my mom get into a divorce. And when I was in eighth grade, I, I watched my dad who I saw lead children's ministry who would take us to summer camps, who would praise and worship on the stage at church. In eighth grade, I watched my father get arrested right in front of me, and I didn't see him until I graduated college. You see, God can use anyone. God can use any story. You don't need someone ahead of you who said, I had it all figured out. God can use anyone who is willing to have a humble heart and say, God, if you want to use me to do anything, you can use me. God, if you want to use me to clean the church, I'll clean the church. God, if you want to use me to direct traffic, I'm going to direct traffic. God, if you can use anybody, you can use me because I have a humble heart. You see, if God can change King Manasseh, God can change us. If we can learn anything through King Manasseh, it's that God doesn't need perfect people. He needs imperfect people who can point to a perfect God. He needs people who are willing to, to submit to the call, submit to the kingdom and say, God, I am about my father's business. You see, we see a lot in King Manasseh that we could say isn't something we could grasp from, but I see a lot I can learn from. I see a redeeming king. I see a king who redeems. You see, if God can do it for Manasseh, he can do it for you. If God can do it for me, God can do it for you. We see Manasseh and his lineage. It could have ended with him. 
It could have ended with him. It could have been a, a situation where they take Manasseh out of the kingdom and he's done and his lineage continues. But that wouldn't be the story of our God, would it? Because God, it, the story of God has never been about how much we can do for him. It's been about how much he can do for us. His promises say, by his stripes, we are healed. If you need healing in here, your God's promises are yes and amen. If there's anything you need and it is found in the scripture, no matter where it is from Genesis to Revelation, his promises are faithful. And I came to remind someone in here who feels like they're too far gone, who feels like they come from the wrong family, who feels like they don't have the right resources, the right connections. I've made too many mistakes. I feel like I'm going in the wrong direction. God still cares, and God is faithful to complete every good work he started. He will be faithful to complete. It's never been about us. It's always been about how faithful our God is. You see, one of Pastor Bobby's points from last Sunday was, we're called to be kings, and we're called to raise kings. You see, what I get out of that is we, we, uh, sometimes we look at the, 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 the spectrum of the kingdom and we think, man, that means I need influence. That means I need 100,000 followers. That means I need all the people to give me recognition. God wants to start in your family. God wants us to start in our home. You see, one thing I love about Riverside Church is we value family. And one thing I've learned here at Riverside Church is it starts in your home. You don't come here and experience the, the, the revelation of God, and then you go home and you act different. When you want to see life change, it starts on Monday in your home praying with your family. It starts Tuesday at home praying with your family. It starts Wednesday at home praying with your family. It starts Thursday at home praying with your family. It starts Friday at home praying with your family. It's about consistency and it's about what you have in front of you we serve a God who is faithful and we're called to raise kings you see I don't have any kids yet but I know for sure I am going to raise royal priesthood a, a chosen generation kings and queens of the kingdom of heaven I am going to instill in them what God has called over them since the beginning you see, you don't need to have all the influence. You don't need to have all of the resources. All you need is what God has put in front of you. If you're a single mom at home and you feel like you don't have everything you need, God has given you everything you need, and he's given you influence over that family. He's given you influence over those children. Those children could be the next Billy Graham and whoever knows. When you are faithful with what is in front of you, who knows when God touches it, it can, it, it can multiply. God is faithful. You see, it's not about having what the world says. It's about being faithful with what God has. You see, we, we look at these kings and, um, and, and Manasseh and, and King Solomon who had all of the things the world could ever offer. They had, the King Solomon was known for having everything. He was, the, he was a trillionaire. He had a thousand women. He had all of the things that money, that, that money could buy. But yet we see at the end of his life, his last words was, it was worthless. 
It was completely worthless. What are you chasing? Because what is, what is promising and what is eternal is the kingdom of heaven. So we have to turn our hearts humbly and say, God, I want to approach your throne and be, I want to be used to do everything you called me to do. You see, whatever God has put in front of you is what he has for you. We just have to trust him with it. Another, another point Pastor Bobby had on Sunday was kings are responsible for everyone under their leadership. If you're a businessman or, you, or maybe you're a manager of a company or maybe you have, a, have children, God has put influence over you, over, that, over those people. You see, when we walk out of here, we have to realize that influence is, is simply put just who is seen around us. What are people seeing you do? Are people seeing you come to church and praise God and love your neighbor, and then when you leave here, you, you might act completely different? You see, we have an influence. We are representing the Most High King. We have to choose to be faithful with what he's given us. Worship team, you can come up. You know, I, I love the, uh, this, this scripture that says, I think it's right here. Hold on one second. Sorry. If you're wondering, oh, no, no, that's not it. Hold on one second. Has this been good? Y'all all right? We're hearing the word of the Lord. These notes are everywhere. You know, if I've seen, if I've seen anything in my life, I've seen that God is faithful. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't come from a lineage of, of people who, who taught me the right things. I was actually introduced to a surrounding that told me all the wrong things. At a young age, I was very much influenced by sexual practices, drugs, alcohol, and I was wrapped deep. And yet, I never even had anyone to lead me toward God. After my high school, after I got out of high school, no one, no one said, hey, you need to go to church. I found myself, I, I, I believe God found me. He was drawing me, and I couldn't shake it. I knew there was a God who, who I, 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 not as far as King Solomon, but I feel like I had tried everything. And I would go to sleep every night wondering if there was more. There had to be something more. There had to be something more. And if I've learned anything, I've learned that this world has nothing to offer, but God has everything for us to gain. You see, God's promises are yes and amen. No matter how far we've gone, no matter how many mistakes we've made, God is faithful. He loves his children. And when we approach him with a humble heart and we remember the promises he gave us, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything we could ask, think, or imagine. Can you stand to your feet with me?
going to go into a moment of worship here in a minute, but I really just want to open open the, the, a moment for you and God. You see, this is, this is an opportunity. Here at Riverside, we don't, we don't believe in playing church and coming around and just having a good message, leaving emotionally high and then walking out. We want to create a moment where you can encounter God. And, and, and if you felt something from this, you can encounter him for yourself. You see, God meets us right where we are. And he wants to meet you right where you are today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, God, we thank you. God, we remember the cross. We remember your promises. We remember your faithfulness. And we turn our hearts to you. God, if you can use Manasseh, God, if you can use me, God, you can use anyone. So today, God, we turn our hearts to you. And we say, use us. Use us like only you can. Do what only you can do. Because Jesus, you are faithful. We thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Just begin to pray to him right now. This is a moment for you and Jesus. If you're dealing with something back at home, maybe this was a way of escape for you to come to church. I want you to have a moment with the God who is faithful. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.